Welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast with me, Kathy Love. I'm a business coach who helps allied health professionals run powerful and profitable businesses in the disability sector. Join me for cutting-edge interviews with leaders in the allied health and business fields, along with plenty of practical content that you can use to make your business practice perfect. Hello. You've uh, you've got me in your ears for a little few minutes. I am wondering if anybody is up for a bit of a listen, bit of a conversation about websites. And uh, we've just kind of spent a lot of time uh, building a whole new website for uh, Naked Consulting. And uh, as usual, pretty much from, you know, Everything that we do, we always learn a fortune. And what we love to do is to kind of dig into our learnings and learn from our learnings and our flirtings, uh, those fails that teach us a lot, and then kind of share it on to uh, others, onto others. So certainly our uh, coaching members uh, get firsthand experience of what's working for us and what isn't. But I thought I'd kind of share this website story uh, with everybody who wants to kind of tune in. So Let's go. Once upon a time, once upon a time, we decided to rebuild our website. Our website is way old and um, was groaning under under what we were asking uh, of it to do. And, you know, the technology changes and there's just, yep, just comes a time when you've absolutely got to press the button uh, and go for the whole new website piece. And for us, it's been a, a pretty lengthy adventure and for a few reasons. And, um, you know, what we kind of, there was a bit of a, a thing around what we thought we wanted, or what we needed and what everybody else thought, along with what our suppliers, what providers thought as well. So we had uh, a bit of a false start with one particular web builder. And I totally understand in retrospect why that false start happened. It was a bit about expectations. It was a bit about service. It was a bit about us not being clear and decisive enough about what we didn't want as much as anything else. And, uh, you know, that led us into a phase of exploring and getting in touch with all sorts of different web developers. And we went really, really super high end to kind of find out what we what we would get there and what that customer experience and product outcome would be. And we went cheap and cheerful right right over to the other side as well uh, in terms of, uh, you know, what they could build with us and, and for us. And what I discovered in this time was that some uh, some webbies, as we call them, web developers, use a lot of templates, uh, time and a place for them. I'll talk about them in a tick. And others will kind of build bespoke pages and everybody falls in between. But I didn't kind of, yeah, you know, really, really grasp uh, the whole thing about the templates uh, as well. And that was just really good learning when I started to see what was on offer and the structure of them made absolute complete sense. And um, it also sort of explained the pricing of websites as well, that, you know, you can get a quote for 3000 or 30000 or 80000 uh, And it is very much about the degree of human, human bespoke build required. 
as well. So that was really kind of interesting. Uh, there were also some web uh, website providers that uh, were offering extra services around all of the SEO stuff. And some of them, a lot of them also offer maintenance retainer packages as well. And a couple of them also uh, kind of had in-house design agencies that were really able to kind of help with refining or refreshing your brand as well. And that makes complete sense because, you know, your website really is uh, the ultimate in a way of um, how you how you show up on online. And uh, I guess at that point, there's a could be a little bit of a risk of overthinking it all and just thinking, oh my gosh, this is way more complicated than the the first easy build I did years ago. Uh, totally understand that. Might have might have experienced ever such a little flash of that uh, myself as well. So this whole thing of sort of overthinking of it, thinking it, it's way more complex, too hard. Don't have time for it kind of can put an early uh can put the brakes on early in the enthusiasm to get the new website built as well but it does come back to those basics doesn't it is that your website is your online real estate and it's literally your your shop front uh for people to discover what you do and why you need it and uh, it really is making it easy for people to find find you and to come and work with you or to come and purchase your services as well so interesting from an allied health business perspective is that it is it's a really really important part of your recruitment uh, your recruitment game as well in terms of how you show up online it would just position you in certain ways uh, as candidates are trawling around trying to kind of find uh, where they're going to pop their pop their applications as well. Uh, and I guess there's more to it. There's more to it as well in terms of whether yours needs uh, membership portals or links towards that, whether it's taking payments for goods and services, you know, pre-bookings, online bookings, uh, all of that good commercial stuff as well. So much more sophistication available on that front than um, years and years ago. I don't know when I did our first I can't remember when I did our first website with my first business. Hmm, that would be a trip down memory lane. I can still get a visual on what it looked like. Oh my gosh, I was so proud at the time, but now it would be an absolute bit of a bit of a giggle for sure. So as the project gets started, uh, you know, one of our core, core criteria was that the website needed to be really clear and really easy to use. We, we wanted to be able to uh, message what, what we do, uh, explain in uh, the simplest of ways the problems that we solve, who we help, why we do what we do, and the programs and solutions that we have for allied health business owners. So uh, I'm looking forward to that feedback, guys, as you uh, roll your eyes over it in the goodness, over our new website in the goodness of times. Uh, and so we kind of always seek a lot of guidance around this sort of stuff. You know, we we totally, well, we like to think that we know what we don't know. Well, we we acknowledge that there's a lot of stuff that we don't know. And um, our model on this is to bring in expertise. Uh, and this goes back to something that I said earlier. We thought we know, we knew what we needed. And I very much knew what sort of website I didn't want and so I thought we had a pretty good kind of, you know, scope on what we needed. But then you bring in 
the expert opinion of web developers, marketers, graphic designers, people from the team, and the room kind of gets crowded all of a sudden. And just when you, you know, you, you got to be careful what you wish for. You want to bring in others to share their opinion. Well, you're going to kind of sit with those opinions and then start to filter and make some really cool decisions around it as well. But what we were able to do with our advisory group was to really, really zoom in and really have some pretty robust discussions uh, about our brand and the the voice that we use uh, for our brand. We also had some really robust uh, discussions about the layout and the whys and the wherefores and this one and not that one and less of that and swap that here, which meant that there was a lot of discussion. There was a lot of stuff flying around and ultimately you know I was needing to make decisions on on that um, the best possible informed decisions that I could kind of bring to the bring to the project and I guess my really interesting learning through this phase was once you understand why the web the webbies we call them webbies the web builders use the templates and why those templates wireframe templates are built out in certain ways it's really, really good and it's really, really helpful. So rather than sort of pushing against the templates that a Webby might be suggesting, the great Webbies and the great advisors that you work with on your website project will absolutely be able to clarify why they're structured in certain ways, why there is a certain flow down the page of the template. Boom, the penny has dropped. That was really, really great, practical, useful learning. I just needed the right person to explain it in the right way, and I was there. Um, so that was that's a good one. I would love to know with your own uh, experiences of building your business websites, whether that was a moment for you or if, in fact, that was just a moment for me. Uh, two good op- options on that one as well. But uh, once again, you know, we had a good advisory crew and we made some really great collective decisions. There were also times when I just had to make the best decision based on what I had in front of me as um, as well. So kind of that was the layout bit. Uh, I'll talk a bit about the brand, um, the style guide in a, in a tick, but comes a time when somebody, and it could well be you, the business owner, needs to kind of hustle up a whole lot of content or copy, as they might call it. And, uh, you know, this often starts off as quite an exciting experience. I'm writing all the information for the new website and then the evening gets darker and longer and you're still writing. And it starts off easy and you're kind of quite wordy and maybe a little verbose and just kind of really reveling in the fact and um, that you, you know, want good content. And I think in those early days, you might even think that more content is, is best. Uh, but the real skill, and this is why it was so helpful having uh, really, really good experienced people with us, is that what gets harder and harder about writing the copy and content for your website is that you actually have to edit it like crazy. And it gets harder and harder because you actually got to remove most of it out. 
and drill, 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 filter, 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 right down so that the copy that you're left with really captures the essence of the business. So, yeah, the more you write, the less you have, and that's probably a really good thing. And it really, really gets you thinking, at least it did for us, did for me, really gets you thinking about um, how clever copywriters are. Uh, we've tried different copywriters over the years. We love the copywriters that we've got at the um, right now on the on the team. They know us very well, and they know our quirky language and some of the weird words I use. Uh, but I actually, yeah, did most of the copywriting myself with uh, with um, some marketing marketing help. But it really came down to the bare essentials, the dot points, the order of the words, uh, the cadence, the rhythm of the words, so on and so so forth. Wow, totally, totally fascinating experience. From what I know about allied health business owners is that you're all pretty, pretty cool writers. Like you can bring together amazing clinical reports that, you know, hours and hours and pages and pages later, you have a really, really important, valuable document. So don't think for a moment that you've just got to totally outsource the copy. It will be really important that you have a writing hand in that copywriting process so that there is that lovely alignment between who you are, who the team is, and how you guys show up online. But uh, be prepared to have to do a fair amount of uh, mental work, mental gymnastics, as I call it. I'm rubbing I'm rubbing my brow as I say this. You can probably hear it in my voice. Uh, a fair amount of uh, analysis because you really need to sharpen your focus, what you are, what you do, why, um, so that the message going out is really congruent with what people experience as and when they come and work for you or, um, or purchase your services. And... Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm alone with this one. I've got to say, no, I'm pretty sure I'm not alone with it because um, over the while I've reviewed the copy of quite a few of our clients uh, and their new websites as well. And it has uh, it has resulted in those conversations about less is more, headings, subheadings, dot points, uh, those asking questions, getting people thinking. And, um, yeah, yep, we're just used to writing a lot. And on the website, it's writing less and just that absolute essence of it as well. So that's a bit about the words and the, and the copy, a bit about the templates. Then you get to the bit about the photos, okay, the photos. So this is uh, nearly always another adventure and it was uh, – it was for us as well. Not gonna, not gonna beat around the bush on that one. Um, you know, and whilst I can sit here and sort of say, look, if it wasn't for COVID, we would have had a ton more photos of what we do and who we work with. But the thing is, there was COVID, okay, in case, uh, in case anyone didn't notice, there was this COVID thing. And for many, many years, you know, five, or five years or so, we've done the lion's share of all of our work. All of our events have been online. We've been in the online space for way long, way, way, way long. And so what we were kind of missing were the photos that we really, really wanted to be able to illustrate uh, the work that we that we do and the way that we do it as well. So we then had um, kind of, you know, a lot of conversation about 
well, do we do this or do we do icons or do we use up the bespoke uh, images that we do have or do we use stock images as well? So we went uh, and I was undecided for a little while, uh, but what we decided to do was to, uh, yeah, use the various stock images uh, for now, okay? And it took hours. It just took so, so long. Uh, we have a particular style and a particular vibe that we totally wanted to translate to our new website. So uh, for those of you that have been on those huge libraries of uh, images, hmm, so many rabbit warrens, so many rabbit warrens. And uh, over time, over weeks and weeks and weeks, we started to gather up the images that really kind of sang with the words, really kind of illustrated what we do. And we are sitting here, I'm literally sitting here with my fingers crossed, in the future, we will absolutely go and get all of those other, you know, unique photos to, to us as and when we're back in the room with everybody, uh, hopefully sooner, sooner rather than later. So there is a huge amount of choice on, online uh, and that's okay. Be prepared, be prepared and uh, use, yes, use those filters and uh, enjoy the process, enjoy the process as, as well. Now, that said about the uh, the stock images, i got to say, one thing that you really can't compromise on, and I'm just hearing my photographer, my favourite photographer in my head, is the headshots. They've got to be really professional. It's really, really critical that you as a business owner have quality, quality professional headshots. Go the full package here. Go the hair. Go the makeup. Blokes, you'll make a call on that one. Probably a bit of both could could well uh, be good. And to really consider this as a really significant, powerful investment in your personal brand, first and foremost, but also in your business brand as well. So, uh, you know, check in, relax, enjoy the photo shoot, work, work with it. What I know is that you will be reusing those professional high quality headshots for years and years and years. You will use them in many and varied ways and places. And as best as possible, uh, consider extending this through to the team as well for brand consistency, uh, for just such a huge, huge uh, part of recruitment to have your team headshots uh, kind of all looking, looking the goods as well. So that's a bit about the, the headshots. We had that stuff done, but I think if I remember correctly, I might have used it as an excuse to get a little bit of a, a refresh on the um, personal headshots as well. Don't forget your team. So there we are. We kind of got the wireframes kind of happening. We've kind of burnt the midnight oil on the copy, the images, We've got, um, we had a big trawl over uh, kind of the, uh, the stock images. That's okay. They won't be there forever. Bit of a rant on the headshots. 
on the headshot. So then it's kind of getting right down to the, the basics here and expect the homepage to take quite some time. It's the front door. It's got to, it's really got to stand up and um, entice people to spend three, five, seven, nine, eleven seconds on that homepage. You literally only have single seconds to get someone's attention. And that will be about the compelling visual layout. It will be about the compelling images, the compelling grab-and-go copy that you've uh, you've got sitting there as well. And I guess the and the the webbies will coach you in this. They will sort of say, look, the homepage is the hardest. Once you've got this done, the internal pages are a little uh, a little lighter to do. Uh, but you're really wanting to kind of get the viewer landing on your page to kind of feel and identify with you and the services that you provide uh, and to get them thinking about wanting to know a little more and to click on through to the next place and the next step as well. So, yeah, takes a bit of time and a bit of push and pull, but all good. Now, a couple of times I've mentioned the word brand, okay? And uh, if you haven't already, really consider working with a uh, brand specialist. Sometimes it's graphic designer. Sometimes it's other marketing people. There's a little bit of a, a shared uh, shared turf on, on this one. But uh, an investment in a professional quality style guide, oh, my gosh, it's going to save you so much time, so much time. More than saving you time, it's hard to think that there's anything better than saving yourself time. It's actually going to give you so much structure and so much structure going forward. It will give you a quality kind of presentation online and also face-to-face, but it will give you consistency, brand consistency first and foremost. Absolute gold in today's increasingly competitive allied health business uh, environment. So if you're working with kind of some consultants around this, uh, they will work you through obviously the colours and the look and feel and tone of your brand. They will detail the colour codes, the font codes, the headings, the subheadings, so on. That's kind of bare bones uh, style guide stuff. They might get into the language. Uh, So we have a very detailed language brand. Brand language is a better way of saying it uh, in terms of the words that we do use and why, the words we don't use and why. Uh, And this is really has been invaluable. Uh, Whenever we kind of engage external consultants, this is a document that we onboard them with uh, so that they kind of understand who we are, what we are, how we want to kind of show up with quality and consistency across all all sort of platforms. So, yeah, something you've been thinking about could be a good one to uh, check back in on. Right, so then... Website's ticking along and the webbies are hopefully being super, super patient and everyone's sort of starting to think, well, you know, how far are we? Then you could be kind of in a bit of a draft phase Uh, and it seems, well, we kind of sat in that phase for a long time and we just kept begging begging patience and forgiveness from our uh, very patient and forgiving webbies uh, because we kind of sat in this draft phase for a long time and what I preferred to do was to kind of do some work on the website 
and then kind of step away from it for a little while and then to come back and almost kind of test whether I still liked uh, the improvements and changes that we had uh, made. I also sent in some much-trusted muchly trusted spelling and grammar ninjas to audit the site. We also sent in other um, technically uh, technically obsessive ninjas to go in and check the language, language and the flow and the links and the pages and the other places it had to go to because um, I just don't see that stuff. You know, I'm kind of good with the overall look and feel and good with the words, but the techie does it work stuff. Yeah, no, this is why you have really good trusted business friends to go in and do that, do that. And so took another break from it and then back in, how's it, how's it looking? Uh, and as I kind of said, you just need to click test every single part of it, whether you've got payment gateways, links to socials, you know, we have other membership and other kind of pieces as well, podcasts, all of that stuff. You know, the website's just one. It just has tentacles out to so many other places on the interweb. So this this draft phase could also be called the, I think, I'll, I'll, the change your mind phase. You've got to be a bit aware of that. And this is where hmm, some of the perfectionistic stuff and some of the doubting stuff comes in. Oh, my gosh, should we have done it this way? Oh, my gosh, someone's done it that way. Oh, my gosh, do you reckon this blah, 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 all of that stuff in your head, hey? I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone with this bit. Going back to first principles, your first idea and the initial stuff, the initial design, the initial copy is probably your best stuff, okay? The more you meddle with it, the more uh, itty-bitty uh, kind of bits and pieces that you're always checking checking up on. So you may need someone to kind of haul yourself out of your own project. I don't think it's been quite that with, with me and with my team and this project, but it probably wasn't far off at times. So great responsibility, great accountability. We're going to get this done. Let's go for it. So then there's a bit about, uh, you know, that phase of when it's all built and then the techies have to go away and kind of really glue it all together and get it out to the universe. And then once again, you're back in this phase of uh, checking the bugs, fixing things up, a few little glitchy bits here and there, that integration doesn't quite work, got to reset that, that page didn't, whatever. All of that stuff is pretty, pretty smooth in the right skilled hands, not necessarily something uh, that you or me might need to kind of worry about, but you still need really, really good uh, vigilance around it. Also, conversations about SEO and transferring SEO from the old site to the, the new one, checking the live feeds that you might be, or the, the feeds coming in, in our case, from the podcasts and events and the like. So you're still in an improvement phase. And in fact, uh, when the website does go live, the feed forward and the improvements are really, really quick. They need to happen in a, in a matter of, of hours. And uh, as you guys all get in and uh, start to play with our new website, we're expecting feedback from you as well. And bring it on. Uh, we love that. We love that we can invite you to kind of share what you think and um, give us some ideas for how we can improve uh, proving our service to you as well. 
on our new website, there's a very exciting feature and it probably held up the release of the website ever so slightly. And we have developed an allied health biz quiz. So this is a, uh, a feature of the website that you can click and you can do a really quick uh, less than 10 minutes. It's probably closer to five or six minutes. You can do a really quick quiz and just rate where you and your business are up to as well. So uh, when you're taking a bit of a gander at our new website, click away. Go in and kind of uh, check how check the light the lay of the land in your business as well. Uh, when you do all of that, you then get a totally customised report that's all associated with your score. Uh, like some other quiz, well, it's not like other quizzes because the report totally customises to your score. You just don't get a general report regardless of, you know, what score you got. So anyway, we digress. But that that was a, a feature that we really wanted to build into the website. We're so glad we've we've done it. And once again, up for the up for the feed forward on that one. By this point, well, you may think that your website is done, and it's just going to earn its keep up there quietly on the uh, on the interwebs. Well, I liken a, a website to a garden. It needs constant skilled maintenance. Now, it may not be you doing all of that. In fact, it's probably best if it doesn't. But the guys that built your website are probably offering you hosting and maybe offering you a maintenance retainer as well. In my experience over the years, we've always taken this option up and it has been invaluable, absolutely invaluable. You want your website to stay current, compliant. You want all the techie software updates done. You're wanting security checks done. You're wanting um, end-of-month reports on, you know, Google Analytics, whatever. And uh, when your website is hacked on a Saturday night, you're wanting it fixed in a couple of hours, okay? And that's exactly the expertise you paid for. When your website is completely ripped off by another provider and completely uploaded elsewhere, uh, you're wanting someone really, really quick on that one. So they're just two experiences that have happened with us. We've had other, you know, other breaks uh, and, you know, always our Webby team has just been super, super quick and being able to patch and correct all of that stuff as well. So the message here is just like a garden. You want it to be beautiful, you know, uh, to look at. You're wanting the bees to come and the butterflies. You're wanting it to be really helpful and, and lovely for everybody. But it's just not going to maintain its, itself. And um, those packages are absolutely invaluable. And you as the owner of it, don't forget about it because – as you and your business and team evolve, you're wanting that to be reflected on your website as well. So you're going to be rewriting copy. You're going to be changing photos. You're going to be changing messages and questions. You're going to be changing integrations going on and on. So uh, certainly encouraging you to build that into your schedule that uh, you or someone on, the, on your crew is reviewing and updating uh, the website going forward as well. Super, super important in this current kind of recruitment environment that your website is bright and shiny and up to date as well. I should probably talk about the join the team page, but 
I'll do that another time. I'll do that another time. Um, that's a yeah, huge part that we um, help our clients with. And there are some rippers out there now, which is very, very exciting to see as well. So that is enough about uh, the, uh, the experience and the adventure that we've had building the new Naked Consulting website. I hope you relate to some of this. I hope that I'm not alone with the uh, adventure it has been. It has totally been over a year. Oh, heaven help us if it's been two. I know it's definitely been one. It's probably been between one and two. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it is what it is and we have done our absolute best. Really can't wait to hear from you guys what you think about it. Alrighty, Let us know. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit practicemadeperfectpodcast.com. While you are there, you can subscribe for future episodes and continue your business adventure with me. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The Private Practice Made Perfect podcast is brought to you by Experts on Air Podcast Network.